Welcome back to another episode of the Symphony Podcast, where we break down one important topic each week in under 30 minutes. Today's topic is be the leader of yourself. And I'm going to start off really quick just by mentioning where the impetus behind this topic came from. I was listening to a podcast with John Mackey, the founder, co-founder of Whole Foods, and he just came out with a book called Conscious Leadership, Elevating Humanity Through Business. And it just got me thinking about, he basically got me thinking about the importance of taking care of your own needs and being a good leader of yourself before you can ever expect to lead other people. So Matthew, why don't you jump in with your first bullet point and we'll, we'll go around the horn. Uh, I love what you just said, uh, just how you kind of have to be the person uh, that is worthy of having people follow them, right? Because the, the person that the leader um, has to develop those habits for himself and be moving in the right direction and consistently operating at a very high level. So if that person is not is not leading himself to be a very high level functioning person, then there's no he doesn't really he or she does not really have the ability to lead other people in that direction if if that person is not is not um an emblem of that type of behavior roddy jumping in yeah um so i think the best leaders are the best servants so it's it's really about instead of you know when people look to start a company uh and they you know they want to be i want to be the ceo and founder and a lot of people look at that as a glamorous thing where they expect almost almost like they're you know being carried by the team and, and they got the whip and they're just you know making the the boat move or whatever and instead it's the opposite you need to lead from the front and that all starts with your own personal habits the way you think the way you act um, the way that you deal with situations and come up with solutions so for me it's about working for others where it's you know as we grow our companies and whatnot matt and i as the leaders of this boat we want our future employees and our customers and our distributors to feel as if that we work for them um, because it's only going to go as far as the leader takes it and so i think dropping your ego and being more of a servant to your business to your customers and to your employees versus trying to have them serve you, uh, because it's all, it's going to come back. What you put out is going to come back. So for me, leadership is about, is about serving others. I think, uh, just a good, that's a good segue for what I wanted to mention too, is cause I think we're kind of going at this from the perspective of, 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 you know, developing those habits once you're already in a position of leadership. Whereas even if you're not in a position of leadership in your day-to-day life, I think it's very important to take this concept in mind and and stop looking externally for other people to tell you what to do or what you should be spending your time on and seek to provide value first. Like Roddy was just saying, like serve others. Like if you're interested in something, get involved and try to provide value first instead of waiting around and being like, well, I don't know, what what should I do? And and that's as true in business as it is in your everyday life. It's like there's things that you can do constantly to provide value for yourself and for others and and moving in that direction and comp- Pounding on that day by day with your habits is is the way to move in the right direction. Definitely. I was just going to say on that topic, leadership is not something that's just born. Like we hear this phrase, he's a born leader, he, she is a born leader. And I'm more subscribed to the idea that leadership is a skill that can be 
learned and taught and developed over time. So even if you feel like, hey, I'm not someone who wants to be in the center of the room or I don't feel qualified or whatever the story you're telling yourself is that's not um, that's holding you back from being the potential leader that you might be, you have to look to all these stories of people who started out at the bottom of whatever organization or they started as a sole entrepreneur and they over time developed the muscles to become a leader in the long run. So that to me is kind of an empowering thought rather than be like, oh, I'm not a leader. Okay, check out. I'm just never going to exactly. lead anything. Yeah, people just accept it. Like it's almost like they believe their little role that they gave themselves and then they fall into that and then they can't even, you know, they get stuck in a rut and then it's like, you're not, if you're, you can't lead your life, then you're going to basically just be, you know, floating around and whatever happens, you have no control over the outcome. So I think leadership is far beyond just with like business and, and things like that. It's just all aspects of life. And I, I also think that becoming a leader requires some reprogramming of the way that you think, because I think that with school and the way that the jobs are usually set up, it's people are used to being told what to do. And, you know, people won't wake up early unless they're told to do it. People won't, you know, put in the work unless they know that there's like that hourly check or, you know, hourly wage that they're getting or something like that. So I think that when you're becoming a leader, the first thing that you need to do is reprogram the way you think and do things like Matt has kind of said, do things for your own good and for yourself, because that's just going to duplicate as you grow, whatever it is that you're doing. And so um, just kind of getting into that mindset where it's, it's like nothing is going to be given to you. You have to go out there and get it. And that's the only way to become a leader. And then people are never going to follow somebody that is looking for others to just help them move things forward. And Matt and I, I think are a good example of this because we've never had all of the tools to build any of our companies, any of our businesses. We've, we've never had the proper things to go, but we just did it anyways. And that showed strength and leadership to where people started to get behind it and get behind the product. Even though we didn't have the necessary things to do it, we're just like, fuck it. Let's just go ham. Let's do this thing. And that, that leadership mentality ends up, you know, that confidence ends up building it um, beyond what the uh, what your resources had at that time. So I think leadership helps a lot with being able to build something from the ground up for sure. Another bullet point I've got is about high level thinking and consuming the right information, having the right mentors or listening to the right podcast, reading the right books, a few leadership um, related uh, podcasts that I listen to, um, Jocko, Gary V, and Chase Jarvis. And the combination of kind of taking in different folks' information that are further along in their path, you can then apply that knowledge without having to learn the hard way by making the mistakes yourself. So I think the high-level thinking of saying, okay, I need to consume the right information in order to apply it to my life is a way to grow leadership. Absolutely. Yeah. Just like taking inspiration from other people who, who kind of inspire you or, or who are doing something that's similar to what you see for yourself in the future. Like, um, because you need to, you need to lead yourself to, to the, to be the person that you want to be in the future. And, and that comes from having self-discipline and having motivation when no one else is telling you externally, Oh, you need to do this thing and that thing. Like sometimes you just need to take action and, and, uh, be disciplined with yourself and just kind of, kind of keep moving forward and making sure you're taking in good, new, positive, inspiring information from those that you look up to as well. 
What role does self-awareness play for you guys when it comes to leadership and how do you develop self-awareness? Just knowing your strengths, knowing your weaknesses. I feel like good leaders, they tend to understand where they fall short and where they can provide value, like you said, Matthew. And then also to your point early on, Roddy, about being a servant leader. Um, how do you start to parse through what your strengths and weaknesses are? Um, I was, about to, I was going to defer to you. I was going to be like, Roddy, do you want to take that one? <laughs> <laughs> Caught you off but, guard. Um, so I can start. I mean, I was just going to yeah. say with the, with the self-awareness thing, um, I think that a, it's good to be like, okay, who's the person that I want to be in the future? Like how, and how do I lead myself to get there? But then also it's good to have an image in your mind of like, who would I follow? You know what I mean? Like who, what are the qualities of a person that would make me feel comfortable moving in that direction with them? And and it's like what Roddy said earlier too. It's someone who's willing to kind of be at that same level with you and be like, Hey, I'm kind of driving this ship, but I'm here to work for you guys as well too. Like I'm providing just as much value as, as everybody else on this team. And, and, but I'm just the one that's at the forefront of it and driving it forward. Um, and so like, what are those qualities? And, and it usually comes back to like discipline and, and seeing someone that you look up to because of the habits that they've created for their life. It's like, if, if you have a boss who is waking up four hours earlier than you so they can hit the gym, uh, so they can read, so they can get some extra work done, so they can work on their extra business that they're doing. Like leading by example and just having discipline in your own life and, and creating good positive momentum and energy through the activities that you're involving yourself with is is kind of the, the most important thing in my mind. Um, and so I think for the self-awareness aspect, it's like, am I being the person that I would want to follow? Like, am I doing the things every single day that you know, I would want my leader to be doing or like, or how they should be moving in, in their life or, uh, so just kind of having that point of comparison of like, who do I want to be, but then also who, who would I follow? And, and are those two things matching up and how do they match up? Definitely. Um, uh, for, for me, like I, I feel that I think everybody kind of knows their natural strengths and weaknesses and, I think a lot of times you can make your weakness your strength by focusing on it and strengthening it, but most people defer away from their weaknesses because it's a weakness, and so they're scared of it. It's just like basketball. We all sucked with our with our left hand or whatever for you know when we were kids, but you work on it, you practice it, you attack that weakness, and then it becomes a strength, and then you become balanced. So I think being extremely honest with yourself about what are my strengths and what are my weaknesses? And maybe look for some outside help because sometimes, you know, your own personal point of view is actually different than the truth. Um, and so I think looking for constructive criticism from people that you're working with or people that have gotten where you want to go and start to figure out, okay, so maybe I thought I was good at this, but I'm actually, you know, I'm actually not. So I need to work on it. And so for, for me personally, the creative side of business comes so easily. I think of, and that's the part where a lot of people have a hard time with is that initial creation aspect. That part is like word vomit for me. I can't stop creating products with names and you know crazy designs that do this and that. And so for me, I know that's a strength, but it's almost too much of a strength where I wanna keep creating stuff and then it's like, we need to make sure each creation actually comes to full fruition by taking those small 
little tedious steps after the idea phase to get it all the way to market. And that's just my own personal um, thing that I, you know, have a little bit of a hard time with sometimes is, is making sure that I'm doing all of the small things day in and day out to lead to that big picture. And so things like, um, you know, financial modeling and, and coming up with proper valuations and raising funds and doing things like that, that make me uncomfortable I purposely will go and try to read books on it, work on it, and master it. And it's so funny how sometimes the thing that you were the most scared of becomes the thing that you're most confident. And so me and Matt, that we go through these like cycles, you know, where we something happens with our business, we grow, we get to that next step, and then whatever it is that's blocking us, we're like, oh shit, you know, we're having a really hard time with this thing. And and a lot of times the stress actually makes this thing much bigger than it really is. But then when you figure out what that weakness is, you go read a book, you listen to a podcast, whatever, you you study it, you work on it. All of a sudden, that is no longer a weakness. You're fired up about that exact same topic. So I think attacking your weaknesses and then eventually when you're successful enough, delegate your weaknesses. You know, so but in the beginning, you got to work on them yourself because you can't hire people, you know, when you're first first starting out. So uh, that's my view on that. That's awesome. Yeah, like that's the only way to get anywhere and that is is doing what Roddy just talked about and then that's the way to create that culture within your company once you do have a position of leadership. It's like exactly. if that's the if that's the spirit and the attitude at the top, that's what it's going to be at the bottom too. Yep. And I, I think too like if they know that that's how you operate, they're going to solve problems without you a lot more often because you know, I I work with um I'm not like the most successful entrepreneur yet. We're me and Matt are still just getting started here. We've we've done well for our age, but there's a lot of people that reach out to me already looking for help. And it's funny because oftentimes they'll ask me a question and maybe I don't even know the answer, but then I just go figure it out and I send it to them and I'm like, hey, you could have figured this out yourself. Like I I actually didn't know it until you asked me. And so a lot of times People don't even go and try and figure it out. They just see the problem and then it's boom, shut down. So I think being solution oriented as the leader, that culture will develop throughout your companies as you grow because you don't want to be the guy that's always needing help for something and then you found out you really just could have figured it out yourself. So that's another thing that I think is is huge on, on this topic. Super. I fall into that same trap myself and I, I call it like the do-it-yourself mentality. Steve Aoki talked about that on a podcast recently with Jarvis. And um, it's truthfully like one of the most foundational keys to any entrepreneur's journey is having that mindset to just do it yourself. One more thing I would add, Roddy, I loved what you talk about. Like sometimes you do need to like look to outside people around you, whether that's peers, friends, coworkers, and say, hey, like where am I lacking? And truthfully try and seek out that uh, critical insight, I guess. Um, and one thing that came into my mind is something Jocko talks about. He wrote a whole book on it, extreme ownership. So anytime there's a problem, it's the leader who needs to take ownership, like on a very extreme level, literally. So his whole thing is like, if, if something goes wrong and someone on your team messes something up, it's not their fault. It's your fault because you're the leader. So being a leader, like you guys were talking about, it's not all glamorous. Like you actually do take on the, you have to take ownership and accountability for the team's actions. And so whether win, lose, whatever, um, a good leader is someone who takes ownership 
for everything that happens in their organization or in their teams. Yeah. Right. And in, and in life in general. So before, like, again, before you're at, in that leadership position, like take extreme ownership over your own life. And if you're not where you want to be, like you're not doing the right things then. And so just reevaluate and be critical with yourself in that in that department, just like the leaders at the top of an organization should be open to criticism from the people that are working for them because they're just as important as the leader is. And if there's that open communication between both sides, each side is going to feel more comfortable and feel like everyone's moving in the right direction cohesively instead of a huge disconnect and when one side's talking shit about the others and it's just not matching up. So, um, yeah, I think the same principles that make a leader successful in the business world is the same thing that is going to make a person a good leader of themselves, which is just like self-discipline and leading by example and being the, the version of the person that you want to be, basically, with your actions. This has been awesome. Definitely was a good topic. And I'm excited for the next one. Absolutely. Roddy, uh, thanks for coming. Missed you on the last couple, but it's good yeah, to have you back. Right. I think having the dynamic trio here is uh, it's a good time. It's a success, really. Cool. The Cut triage. Even though I feel like I literally have not been able to form sentences this entire time. I feel like talking is like a foreign concept to me right now. <laughs> <laughs> Sound good to me, bro. Oh, thanks, dude. Cool. Because I'm just going to your hot ass mustache getting horny over here so <laughs> i don't even care Dude, what it it's so hot up in this room oh my god like hot boxing it oh fuck you my biceps really fill the screen <laughs> you, you Dude, have you been putting on some size recently like what you've been working out roddy's a thick boy season kind of be a juicy it's boy winter time not, yeah, I got a little thick on vacation, and now I'm dialing it back in. But, yeah, yeah I gained a little size. Me too. I've been dialing it back in as well. Um, cool. And that's a wrap on this week's episode of the Symphony Podcast. Look forward to next week when we drop another episode. And if you have any ideas for episodes, we'd love to hear them. We're going to start going, experimenting with different formats, different topics, and specifically talking about topics that are hard to talk about because it's one thing just to be talking about a lot of things that can move you forward but there's also interesting topics that can be difficult to discuss and Matthew and I were just talking the other day about going more in that direction to basically just provide our different perspectives and this topic of the Socratic seminar um, the philosopher Socrates would just sit in the street and ask people questions and through conversation was able to elevate his understanding of different topics, of different philosophies, um, of different ways of living. And we want to use this podcast in the same way. So the Symphony Podcast is going to live up to its original expectation by taking things one step further and taking on certain topics that may not come easily, but definitely are worth talking about. So... That's a little preview for the future. And again, thanks for listening. TheSymphonyCo.com is where you can find the website. Sign up for the email newsletter there. And subscribe to the Symphony Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. I also have another podcast called the Adventure Creator Podcast where I host long-form conversations with people who are passionate about what they do. So we've got the Symphony Podcast, which is short-form, tight, on a specific topic or around a specific concept 
And I also do the Adventure Creator Podcast. So check out both of those podcasts and they provide a good balance. Um, and I enjoy doing both of them equally. So for now, let's wrap it up. Thanks for listening and have a great day.